Hey everyone, Jace here. Before we get to the episode, I wanted to tell you about a campaign for an awesome creator-owned book that's going on right now over at Zoop. Axewilder John is the story of a savage journey into the heart of a man driven mad by love, by hate, by power, as he is hounded by hordes of relentless enemies who will stop at nothing to reclaim what John has stolen. This is a real passion project for writer-artist Nick Patera, as he's drawing inspiration from creators he loves, such as Frank Quietly, Jeff Darrow, and Mobius, among others. The book is also a deeply personal tale for Nick. He conceived a lot of the character and stories while his family was dealing with health challenges for his youngest daughter. Just like real life, the story is much more complicated than it might seem at first glance. And the axe-wielding barbarian at the heart of the story may be much, much more relatable than your average bloodthirsty warrior. The project's already fully funded, so go join the campaign, and you're guaranteed to get this full-color, oversized, hardcover edition. Just visit zoop.gg to check it out. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Comic Source. I'm your host, Jace. And I'm Blake. And this is another Spawn Daily episode. We're up to good old issue 72. It's been a bit of a breakneck pace ever since Spawn has been resurrected uh, in issues. Uh, well, I guess technically issue 69, the last page, the cliffhanger of him being resurrected. Uh, but I don't, maybe it also feels like a breakneck pace because we've been gone for so long and now we're recording multiple issues in the same recording session. So uh, that being said, we hope to not miss any days going forward, which is why Blake and I are trying to get a bunch of these in the can. Uh, when we get up to a certain level, we'll probably start releasing uh, multiples to get back on track. Again, apologies for not being here for the last couple weeks. Everything to do with the day job and just scheduling and having to travel a lot. So uh, that being said... We are going to be covering the entirety of the uh, original Spawn series up to present day. That's the whole point of doing this, so we can get caught up on the new stuff that McFarlane introduced in 2021. The King Spawn, Gunslinger Spawn, the Scorch, that connected Spawn universe. Uh, now, Blake, uh, I know he'll push back if I call him a Spawn expert, but he has read a lot of these issues multiple times and is the one that put together the amazing Spawn reading order that we're using uh, so that we have uh, an idea of, of what to read and when. Because when it comes to a lot of the tangential stuff, Sam and Twitch, Curse of Spawn, Medieval Spawn, uh, Medieval Spawn, Witchblade, that sort of thing, it's like, okay, wh where does it fit in? And the whole reason we added in a lot of those other minis and uh, other Spawn tangential series, Saigon or whatnot, is because... In the main series, you can lose some context for what's going on without reading that extra stuff. Because originally, we were just going to do the main Spawn series. But I think there's a lot of value in adding in some of the other limited series where we get context for Violator or context for Saigor or find out why Spawn's face had to be sewn up with a shoelace for 20 issues. Um, so read what you want. I'm certainly not going to tell you, you got to read every single thing that's on the reading order. I know a lot of you are just checking out the main series and that's fine, but you'll do yourself a favor uh, and go check out the reading order. Again, link in the show notes and that will give you an idea of, of what episodes we're going to cover, what issues we're going to cover and when. Um, so all that being said, we are up to issue number 72. 
let me go ahead and get that up on the screen. If you're watching us on YouTube, you'll see uh, it's a pretty cool montage cover from Greg Capullo, uh, where we've got Cogliostro kind of big, bold, uh, lurking over the background. And then we see Spawn there, uh, as he often does with mixing his, his magical powers with technological weapons. And then in the background, in between the two, we've got what looks to be like a vampire bat wings sort of creature. Uh, and obviously that's a nod to the, the new character we were introduced to last episode and last issue, uh, Wolfram, uh, who's a, uh, has the interesting role of being a, a vampire who clearly is evil. And we saw him murder a stripper, rip her throat out and dump her in the garbage in, in a back alley. Uh, but he's a vampire that works for heaven. So it's got, we've got that interesting dichotomy. So, uh, as we check out inside the uh, front cover, we have the credits, Todd McFarlane, Brian Holgan as, uh, writers. Greg Capullo does the pencils. Danny Mickey, Todd McFarlane, and Chance Wolf on the inks. Orzakowski on lettering. And then colors from Haberlin and Kemp. So, uh, with all that being said, uh, I will turn it over to my cohort, Blake to give us uh, the rundown on what happens in issue number 72. Blake, take it away. Hey, so uh, last time the uh, in issue number 71, a uh, bit of a cliffhanger. Bootsy jumps in as Wolfram and Spawn are having uh, a fight and Spawn falls into the dead zone. And so he's now powerless and he uh, can't fight back as effectively uh, against Wolfram, who is clearly faster and very strong, catches Spawn completely off guard. And he, it looks like he's about to take Spawn's head straight off when Bootsy jumps in, intervenes, and is like, Wolfram, you gotta calm down, buddy. All right, you don't even have a license to kill in this area. So it, it puts up some red flags for Spawn. Uh, the issue here opens with... Uh, Bootsy and Wolfram looking down on Spawn. Uh, I will say that uh, Wolfram lost a lot of hair in between issues. (laughs) Did you notice that? He did. I noticed that too. I thought that was pretty funny. In in the previous issue, full head of hair, nice big beard. Now it looks like he's he's completely bald and he's just got like little wisps, like little needle hairs on top. Um. But yeah, so <laughs> uh, Bootsy's trying to explain to Spawn uh, the situation, and Wolfram is just, he's rabid. He's bloodthirsty. He just wants to go at it with the Hell Spawn. Um, and he's, he, he can't be stopped. Like, like they're, they're just, they're not having it with each other because one side is fundamentally uh, the essence of Hell. You have the Hell Spawn, Al Simmons is an agent of hell, whether he likes it or not. That's what Cog has been telling him for so long is you work for hell, but there is a way to break the curse and you got to figure that out. Not just for you, me too, because I'm also a hell spawn. I, I want out of this too. So figure it out. Um, and then we find out that vampires are agents of heaven. So heaven and hell going head to head right here they're like natural foes but they're also very similar they're creatures of the night um they both have a sort of insatiable bloodlust a they're both cursed in a way and so wolfram uh points that out to spawn he's like you know we're not so different um 
and Bootsy is standing in between them and he's like, look, all right, we, we, we have to cut this out. Like this isn't right. Do you, we, we don't want to escalate things further than we need to. Um, and Spawn is getting tired of this. The argument continues. Uh, Wolfram is very mouthy. He's very, very sassy. He just wants to get up in Al's face. And we start getting these little snippets of uh, what's happening on the outside. Uh, this whole event is still within the same night. This is hot off the heels of the little turf war that took place between um, the homeless groups. Uh, one group was led by the Freak, and the other group was basically led by Bobby, hoping to avenge Al. Um, and it, it got way out of hand. A lot of people died, and uh, in the alley, which is literally just, it's right there. They're just inside of a building, uh, and, and the bodies and everything are just outside. Uh, there, there's police, and we, we discussed last time, the police are not too great. They, they think lowly. They, they think that the homeless community needs to be wiped out. They should have been wiped out a long time ago. It's awful, absolutely horrendous uh, way to, to think of the people that you're supposed to protect and serve. But they are out there, and this whole situation just blows up inside of this building. Uh, Al and Bullfrim are going at it. And there, there's lots of shouting, lots of screaming, lots of fighting. And we see that the police clearly heard something. They're sneaking up on them and getting ready for like a battering ram. They have their guns drawn because they're like, okay, something's going on in there. We, we got to intervene. And uh, uh, we see that Wolfram uh, poofs into a single bat and flies away. And then we see Spawn sort of like disappear into the shadows. And then Bootsy is left there by himself because he he can't do that kind of stuff. Even though he is an agent of heaven, he doesn't seem to have the same kind of supernatural powers that uh, others do, but he has more knowledge and is more in the know. Uh, Wolfram even says that he has a halo hidden under the hat. I'm not entirely sure that's like 100% accurate, mm -hmm. but it. I think he's just trying to play coy and say, or he's trying to suggest that, that Bootsy works for heaven. But yeah, the, the cops bust in and Bootsy's there by himself. And he puts his hands up and he's looking very meek and innocent and sad looking. <laughs> it's, it's very unfortunate. Um, and so the police detain him and take him to uh, the precinct. And then we jump over to the precinct where we see Sam and Twitch. Uh, in the last issue, Sam and Twitch were apprehended by the police because they came barreling out of the alleyways where this turf war happened. And they were clearly involved and they didn't try to hide anything. They didn't try to hide their involvement or anything. They're like, yeah, we we're there. We were trying to stop it and stuff. And so now they have to like fill out reports and stuff. They encountered some police officers that were uh, sympathetic to uh, Chief Banks, who was an absolute monster. Um, so while they're filling out these, uh, reports, uh, Bootsy is brought in because they just apprehended him that this it's crazy because so much is happening. Like this whole arc, the, the whole last like six or seven issues, they've all taken place within the same evening. It has been rapid pace. Um, 
So Bootsy is brought in and he starts uh, sounding a little crazy in all honesty. Like, like he uh, knows a lot more about the situation than uh, Sam and Twitch. He knows a lot more about the situation than even Spawn does. Uh, so he is brought into this office and he wants to talk with Sam and Twitch because he knows their level of involvement. And he tries to give them a warning uh, about Spawn. And, and sort of like fill them in like hey you gotta protect them and stuff and when he is taken away they're like man that guy was really weird <laughs> uh, it was pretty funny uh, and then later on uh, same evening still uh, Sam and Twitch are getting some food they're trying to relax and it's finally starting to dawn on them after the com after the comments that Bootsy made it starts the gears turning in Twitch's head. He he doesn't just write it off as like some crazy person. Like he's he's not dumb. He's definitely the brains of this operation, and he is starting to put two and two together, and then four and four together, and then eight and eight together. And he's like, "Hey, Sam, what's the one connecting thing that ties all of these crazy events that have been happening to us lately?" Like, like there, there are two things that all of these insane events have in common. And then Sam starts to figure it out, too. He's like, oh, that's Spawn, and that's us. And Twitch is like, you're absolutely right. <laughs> like, everything that has been happening to these guys has also involved Spawn. And so they're like, it, the, it's kind of crazy that all of this stuff is happening to us. It can't just be coincidence. There's no way that this is coincidence. All of this is happening in accordance, possibly to some kind of like larger plan. And so uh, they're kind of left there like, wow, like there's a lot more to this than than either of us know. So they're starting to to get on board. They're, they're starting to really like involve themselves and get invested in the bigger story that's happening. They're not just detectives anymore. They're involved. They're way too deep in this to to back out. Uh, and then we're introduced to a new character. His name is uh, Eddie Beckett. He is a homeless person. We have not seen him before. He's just had a really rough life. He um, he got an alcohol. Uh, he accidentally hit a family. He lost all of his money. Um, and, and he's, he's just been on this really bad downward spiral. And he encounters the bag of necroplasm that the freak left behind after the entire confrontation. Uh, if you guys remember, several issues ago, Spawn was shot in the face. Lost his head. That's uh, partially what started this entire turf war between the homeless people. And they collected the individuals that shot him, uh, minions of the freak. They collected a bunch of his necroplasm inside of a, a paper bag. It seems kind of weird that it wouldn't just like soak through the paper yes. bag, yeah. <laughs> but um, the the paper bag held held strong, and uh, it, it collected this necroplasm, and it's just been sitting in the alley ever since. And so this Eddie character comes along. And he uh, he picks it up. He's like, huh. Kind of unfortunate. I was kind of hoping it'd be like a bag of money or weapons or something so I could sell it. You know, because he's, he's 
had a really rough life and he needs a bit of a break. Um, so he's very sad that it's, it's not a big bag of money, but it does sort of give him this kind of strange sense of, of confidence. And so he keeps it. It's kind of like his own little treasure. And he starts bragging about like this little treasure that he's found. Um, then we get this awesome double page spread of spawn. He's leaping off of a roof and he's got like all these bats behind him and big hero pose. And he's got like a gun on his back. He's just looking super cool. And, uh, we see that he's jumping onto like a roof and inside of this building, there is, uh, this child, this very young child that looks like they're about to be tortured and electrocuted by these two insane people. Um, it's, it's a horrifying kind of situation to just kind of like stumble upon, but Al seems to, you know, have been prepared. He brought a weapon for it. Um, so completely like derailing from the things that we've been talking about. This is almost like a little subplot, a little B plot, um, to, to finish this issue off. This child is inside of this warehouse and he's, or she's being, uh, about to be, uh, tortured. And then Spawn jumps in and there's vampires there and he fights the vampires and he fights, uh, the guys that were about to torture this child. And he's thinking, you know, he's not really thinking, honestly. And that's kind of one of the things that uh, Cog has been telling him the whole time. It's like, you got to start putting two and two together. Like, like he literally just learned, he just learned that vampires are agents of heaven. And this whole room is full of vampires. It's kind of interesting that the child that they're about to draw, is it just a child? Is it just a child? I mean... We don't know, but he doesn't really think to to ask the question. And so uh, when he sets the child free, he's like, hey, do you have a home? And the kid says, uh-huh. And then Spawn just dips out. Al's just like, I'm out of here. I'm not going to take you home. Just go home. <laughs> Which I think is kind of a, a dick move on Al Simmons' part. <laughs> it's just like, all right, we'll go home, kid, later. <laughs> um, but yeah, he sets the child free, go home. But we see on this final page that uh, there was more to this child than meets the eye. Something's going on with it. it. It's this ancient maniacal laugh starts emanating from uh, the child, and it has a marking very similar to Spawn, but in the inverse. It's not uh, the black symbiote suit with the white markings on the face. It's actually the reverse. It's uh, a white background with black markings on the face, very similar to uh, uh, Angela and those kinds of angels that have the, the black uh, face protectors. So, yeah, it's a very interesting way to end the issue. Um, yeah, it... Uh, I don't know how else to 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 wrap that up. It's, it's very abrupt. Yeah, we, we get uh, this this new child character. The whole plot with Wolfram is is wrapped up too. Uh, Spawn is more in the know now about Bootsy, and he's more suspicious of his motivations and his involvement in things. Um, and yeah, the the very final page is the newscasters. Uh, the floating heads, uh, and uh, they're just talking about uh, 
stuff. Yeah, the recent <laughs> yeah the recent the recent gang war uh, and all yeah. the homeless people Everything being that dead. We've been about. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is very abrupt. Uh, and also, I mean, that hero pose is, is fantastic. Uh, I I certainly appreciate it being in the issue, but it's not it's not clear uh, until actually because I've already read the next issue when when we do the recap when you read the recap inside the next cover inside I guess it would be what's what issue are we on 72 yeah so when you read the recap in 73 it mentions that Spawn was out hunting uh, you know because when he was confronting Wolfram and you know they were going back and forth and like Blake said Wolfram likes to run his mouth he mentions oh, you know we, we are legion there's plenty of other vampires in the city too and then in the recap for 73 it mentions yeah so Spawn went out looking for other vampires and that that is not really made clear here at all it's not really mentioned um, and so, yeah, I mean, Spawn just assumes, well, Wolfram is, you know, despite being in the employ of heaven is a bad guy. So he just assumes that all these, uh, other vampires that he finds that are torturing what appears to be a kid must be bad guys too. But it goes back to something that Cog is constantly telling him. I, I do appreciate he's trying to be proactive and go hunting for vampires, but he's not stopping to ask questions why are they torturing this kid? Like, he doesn't even ask. He just makes assumptions. They're vampires. They must be bad. Well, you know, even if they're bad, they, if they're, uh, you know, cohorts and colleagues of Wolfram, they may be working for heaven. So maybe what they're doing is not bad. Maybe there's more to this kid than meets the eye. What does it mean that his, uh, spawn symbol is inverted? Does that mean he's a good spawn? Does it mean, like, we, you know, we don't know. But again, Al doesn't bother to take the time to to find out. Uh, and if you really were that worried about this kid, then why did you just leave him on the street? Oh, you got a home? Okay, go find it. Like, he, yeah. How do you know he wasn't kidnapped from you know California and he's got to go all the way across the country? Like exactly. Like come that, on, Al Simmons. Scene. Oh my gosh, that scene made me laugh so hard <laughs> it's just like you got a home like he just killed all these people it's a very traumatic experience you got a home uh-huh all right go home yeah go <laughs> home just, then it's just like what are you doing see ya so re- irresponsible oh uh. <laughs> yeah uh, so funny but i do appreciate that the breakneck pace is uh continuing because there's there's a lot like we're getting a lot there was uh, a period of time there where it felt like things were going kind of slow. And now it's like we're getting multiple threads moving forward uh, in every issue. You know, we got Bootsy stuff here. We got Wolfram. We got um, Sam and Twitch starting to, you know, put more things together. I mean, that, that, that those two word balloons from, uh, from Twitch, in a way, sum up like 70 issues of Spawn in like two word balloons. And he's yeah. like, well, Billy Kincaid. Vito Gravano, the uh, uh, Rat City, the Gang War, Jason Wynn. Like, he names off like five things, and that, yeah, when you think about it, you boil it down, that's pretty much the entire series up to this point. And what yeah. does it all have in common? It all has Spawn in common, and it has us in common. So, yeah, the, the look on Sam's face when uh, he re- makes that realization is, is pretty priceless. Mm-hmm. And we, as the readers, have been in the know about all of this for a long time. And it's very interesting because, like, this is a monthly comic series. And as a monthly comic series, to 
people who were reading it as it came out. I wonder how this came off because there's that sort of, you know, uh, knowledge over time. It's like the reader has been reading these this series for many years. And so they have like this, this large background sort of uh, big picture scope on the entire uh, series of characters and all the events and how it all connects. But it's, it's weird to think we're 70 issues in and it's only just now starting to dawn on Sam and Twitch how these things interconnect. It's been years for the audience that where, where we know oh, this is all connected and this is how it's all connected because we got that big picture scope. But now it's interesting because there's a lot of uh, times in the series where it feels like, oh, how have you not known about that? And then you like go back, reread some issues like, oh, yeah, you never really like met any of these characters or dealt with any of these plot lines. You're just kind of being a human being where all this other supernatural stuff is happening in like back alleys. So you never really see that. So there's a lot of information that the audience gets to know that these characters don't. So now it's, it's almost funny to see how far they've come. And they're only just now starting to connect some of these dots. Yeah, Wanda still doesn't know that Spawn is Al Simmons, and yeah, you know before yeah before before Blake came on when Rocky was still doing this with me, we were talking way back in the early twenties. Um, you know, way when's that you know realization going to happen? When is that reveal going to happen? When is Terry going to find out? When is Wanda going to find out? Who's going to find out first? That was fifty issues ago. Yeah, uh, and obviously Terry knows now, but Wanda still doesn't. So yeah, it's it's. It's a slow burn, which is interesting because we're talking about what a breakneck pace. But there are some things that McFarlane clearly isn't ready for, uh, you know, everybody to know yet. So, uh, Sandwich Witch definitely took a big step forward. Uh, and yeah, we get two new characters in this this book just to kind of finish my, my super quick recap. Um, sure. the, yeah, the Eddie Beckett and what's going to happen with his vile bag of necroplasm that smells like the inside of a slaughterhouse as well as uh this this kid who clearly you know more than meets the eye uh why were the vampires that i'm assuming i I am making an assumption that these vampires were also agents of heaven why were they torturing this this kid is he even a kid why is he marked with a like an inverse spawn symbol i guess we'll have to wait and see yeah all right. Any last thoughts to add before we wrap this one up, Blake? Um, this is the end, finally, of this this big long arc. Uh, this is the end. The last several episodes, the last several issues, have all taken place in just a single night, and we are finally ending that night. <laughs> uh, it, it's again what what I was saying before. Readers, as it were was coming out i'm wondering what's going through their head because like all of these issues the last seven or eight issues have all taken place in just a single evening what that must be like as a reader uh as it was coming out uh just to be like when are we gonna get past this one night <laughs> yeah a very one night but a very uh, eventful night and uh, yeah. again fantastic art from 
Capullo, especially that uh, double page spread that we talked about so much, um, the the lightning and the gun and the chains and whatnot. So, uh, fantastic, fantastic job, fantastic storytelling, especially at such a, a breakneck pace like we've been talking about. So, uh, that's going to do it for this episode, everybody. We appreciate you listening. Don't forget to go check out the show notes if you're looking for Blake's reading order, or you can just do a search, uh, just look for uh, Blake Whitlow reading order in Google, and it'll come up. So we appreciate everybody listening as always, and we will talk to you next time. Later. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.